welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. I recruited Danielle Savayos, the president of Kelly Roach International, back on the show with me today. And we're going to do some fun Q&A that we think will empower and inspire you all. So Danielle, I'm going to give the floor to you. Yeah. So I always try to think of like the random questions people want to know, what like what inquiring minds want to know from Kelly. So one of the things we always get asked are is you know who are your mentors who do you learn from um so let's dive back into your first mentor which i believe i don't know maybe i'm wrong about this dave at your um, yes yes why don't Uh, you talk about that what you learned yeah so you know dave was my mentor for over 15 years he's retired now he is basically uh focused on his grandkids and his family Um, But I had the privilege of having him as a mentor basically from uh, 21 uh, into my mid-30s as my mentor. Um, And he literally taught me everything about business, like school of hard knocks, like legit everything. And, um, you know, this was in uh, Fortune 500, you know, in a company where, so we were based out of the Netherlands and their philosophy was really, um, it was a very, how do I, I put this? It was not a luxury brand. It was a brand where they very much believed in the person to person combat as far as sales and marketing. And so what that meant for me in that learning environment was I was working for a fortune 500 where you would think you would have brand recognition, lots of marketing assets, you know, lots of sales support. Um, you know, you'd really have the weight of a fortune 500 behind you, but because we were really a European company based in the Netherlands, if you go over to Europe, for example, you'll see like branches of this company on every corner, but in the U S people don't even know right? The company. And so it was a really interesting learning environment. And, and, you know, because we didn't have a lot of marketing, we didn't have, you know, really the company name behind us. And so the way that, you know, Dave taught me business was really like ground up entrepreneurial. Um, I was an entrepreneur, literally building a foundation, one building block at a time. And when Dave promoted me and I took my first promotion, they sent me to basically the worst branch in the country and said, go turn this around. There was no sales database. I mean, there was junk in a database, but it was nothing to speak of. So there's no sales database. The marketing was awful. The positioning of the brand was awful. There was no name recognition. The staff was horrible. The branch was cluttered and messy and it was just marinated and wrong sauce. And Dave was like, this is how you're going to become great. Like you have to learn how to build from the ground up. And it was the best learning experience of all time. And and very quickly, went from turning that one branch around to then taking on 17. But not only that, they really used me to train leaders from all over the country. And 
the I would say the the really unique thing about my relationship with Dave was that Dave was so unbelievably hard on me, like so hard on me. Like every time we broke a record, he was like 10 more, a hundred more. Like you can do better than that. Like you can go further than that. You can do so much more. Like he was always instilling in me a belief in myself that was not only bigger than what I thought was possible, but, uh, it, it was stuff that I had no idea how I was going to accomplish because there was no roadmap to do it. And I look at that now and that has translated to everything about the success that we've created. And I think culturally there's a, a big breakdown happening both with parenting, with coaching, um, with teaching in athletics, where it's like, you know, being soft and easy on people, giving everyone a trophy, um, you know, congratulating people when they didn't really earn anything. Um, you know, I, I saw someone that was posting the other day saying, you know, if you don't work with a coach that no matter what you do tells you that it's amazing and, and you should go for it, you're working with the wrong coach. And I was like, right? Like a coach's job is to be able to assess what you're doing and give you feedback and make sure that you're set up for success. There has to be, you know, a viable market. There has to be like a strategy around what you're doing. So many times, um, our clients that have had success, we've had to correct the, the mindset, the, the verbiage, the positioning, the, the market strategy, um, all of those things. And I think that, um, working with a mentor so closely for so long, um, where every time we hit a goal, we set a bar to do something that in a lot of cases hadn't been done before cultivated a mindset in me of, not striving to replicate the results that someone else has already created, but instead to carve out your own path and set your own goals and to strive for greatness, not strive for being a secondary version of someone else. And I think that's a lot of what's lacking in the entrepreneur space. I think that's what, you know, a lot of people struggle with is, you know, they're a second best version of someone else versus, yes, 12th best, 100th best, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, but Dave also was uh, a guy that, and I think this is also a really rare quality and why he was such a good mentor. Like I was Dave's cash cow, right? Like Dave was bonusing and killing his budget every year because of me. Like I, I was the person that was basically the driving force behind why he kept getting promoted and why he was making all this money in executive bonuses. And yet he came to me a couple of years in and he was like, what are you doing with your life? You should be on television. You should be on camera. You need to like get out there. He actually encouraged me to start my own business, knowing that that meant I was going to leave. That meant I was going to not be focused, you know, on the business. Um, and, and, you know, it was because he saw in me, you know, something that he felt could make a bigger difference in the world than making millions of dollars for this one corporation. And I think those characteristics are definitely things, you know, for all of us to aspire to as far as mentors. Um, but also what I would say, you know, for people listening to this is like, get yourself with a mentor or a coach that isn't going to tell you that you're right all the time, that isn't going to pat you on the back when you actually need a kick in the ass. Um, I think that a lot of what's happening in the business world right now is as the, the business climate is shifting back to a more realistic business climate to be operating in because it was so inflated the last couple of years, 
people are just in full on like meltdown, like complete meltdown. And the business climate now is not any harder than it was 10 years ago. It's not any harder. It certainly isn't as hard as it was in 2008 and 2009. So if you've been in business for any period of time, like this is not, this is not what hard looks like. Like we haven't even gotten there yet, but I think, um, you know, working with a mentor like that, where we always focused on going back to the fundamentals. And that's something that I have carried forward with me um, to an extreme degree. And because I, I learned business in uh, a traditional business sense for a publicly traded company, I had to learn the foundational fundamentals of business that apply in any kind of business. And I use that significantly more in my day-to-day running in my companies than I do anything that I've ever learned online. Like you could remove anything that I've learned online from my brain and I would still be doing what I'm doing because I'm using the timeless principles that I learned in my time there with Dave. And I think that's another huge missing piece. And obviously we've been working on Project Disrupt for a year now where we haven't even taken it public yet. But one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about this project is that the entire online entrepreneurial space is based on surface level tactics without a foundation for understanding business at its core. And I think that if we could marry the the business building foundation with how do you operate in an online climate, a lot more people would be making money online. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot you just said I want to ask follow-up questions on, but I think that at the end of the day, tactic, if you don't understand the why behind it, the foundational things behind it, if you well, if you do understand those things, you can pretty much take any tactic you want and make it work because you understand the behaviors that are going to be required for success. And you're just layering on whatever your strategy is, a funnel, you know, a launch, whatever you want to do, right? Like it's, it's based on those principles. What happens is, you know, people don't have that and they try this tactic and, you know, maybe it works for a minute or maybe it doesn't work at all. And then you just kind of hop, 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 hop because they don't understand uh, what's required. And what I, what I love about what we talked about, you, you said, you know, Dave was really hard on you. Uh, he was really honest on you, but he did really push you to believe in yourself. And I think that's a really important balance. You're right. Our world 100% has lost this. Um, and even right. as a parent, you know, like I have, my daughters are grown. It's hard, you know, as a parent, you want to make everything easy and wonderful for your kids. You want better than what you had. You want them to feel more secure, more confident, but what you don't realize is really what made you that way is a lot of the things that didn't go right. A lot of the things that uh, you had to learn from. And it's so important that we're, you know, talking to them about people lose, you can lose a game. I remember when my, my daughter is a really great swimmer. She didn't love it though. And I talk to her all the time, you know, there are people who are going to outwork you right now. You're at the top because you're yep. just naturally good, but there yep. are people down here who aren't as yep. naturally good. We're going to outwork you and they're going to beat you over and over and over again. And you aren't going to be in that first place spot anymore yep. or second or third. And so, yep. um, I think it's super important. What, what do you think, how does someone, especially in the online world, how can you even tell that somebody would 
be like that as a mentor. I feel like it's such a facade in what you see. How do you, how do you really like get to the bottom of what a mentor will be like when you're Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think there's, there's a lot there, right? I mean, I think obviously taking your time to consume their long form content is really crucial because you can tell so much going through that. You know, a lot of people that position themselves as coaches or mentors speak in a lot of theoretical platitudes. And you can tell when someone is teaching something over and over again, that's like very surface without Mm -hmm. digging into foundational principles for success. You're dealing with someone that the same way that someone teaches is the same way that they build their business. Mm -hmm. So for me as a teacher and as a mentor, I am obsessively fanatical about business fundamentals Mm -hmm. and everything that I work on with my company. If you look at Danielle, you're on our team. What did I just have our managers do this week? Go back and revisit our own training on how to do effective one-on-ones with our team members. Go back and go through social selling 101, right? Mm -hmm. We are always reverting back to the foundation fundamentals of how business actually works every time we want to improve. Now, most people that you see online, they speak in platitudes. Most of what they're discussing is theoretical and the things that they're teaching are surface. So Mm -hmm. if you're looking at someone and they're teaching things that are surface level, they're they're teaching things that are very tactical, then Mm -hmm. you are dealing with someone that focuses on learning and teaching things that are tactical, which means that this is a person that would be great to learn a specific thing from. Right. So if I'm watching someone and they have absolute mastery of how to get reels to convert on Instagram, that would be a great person to take a course from on how to get reels to convert on Instagram. But what I see happening is people confuse that with, I'm going to make this person my business mentor. There is a huge difference between someone understanding one tactic really, really well and someone understanding how to teach you to build a sustainable business and they're completely different things. So consuming their long form content is going to tell you a ton, uh, really looking at what they teach because what they teach is what they believe in and what they're, what they're teaching is, is probably how they're building and running their business and, and understanding, you know, are they teaching foundations that are timeless and fundamentals that are timeless, or are they teaching fad trending things that, this is great. You're going to invest in this thing right now, but you need to know going into this investment that six months from now, that's not going to apply and it's not going to matter anymore. And you need to be okay that you're making an investment in something that already has an expiration date, right? Mm -hmm. The other thing that is so huge and people make this mistake all the time. I see people studying time management that have kids from someone that doesn't have kids. I see people learning how to live their best life from someone that just had a marriage that broke up. I see people trying to learn things from someone who is not modeling that behavior in their own life. They're out breaking up with their spouse and they're, they're announcing a new girlfriend or a new, a new boyfriend on Instagram. And here you are, you're trying to focus on your family unit and you have young children at home and you're trying to learn how to successfully build a business and not lose your marriage over it. And here you are studying someone who lost their marriage over it. Like, I think you need to know what your beliefs are and what your core values are. And that's not to say maybe you're a person who went through a divorce and you chose to go through a divorce and you feel like it's the best decision you ever made. Okay, great. Go find a mentor that went through a divorce 
divorce. They chose to go through a divorce. They felt like it was the best decision they ever made. And that person might be a great model for you in this next stage of life. So I'm not condemning anything. What I'm saying is, is there's a huge disconnect. Mm-hmm. I see people studying entrepreneurs that are telling them, just do this, do that, whatever. I love seeing the people with the three hour morning routine, for example. And then you see people with like children and families that are like, why can't my life follow this model that this person's in? And then you feel horrible about yourself because yeah, you have to get your kids ready for school in the morning. You have to make them breakfast. You got to get them dressed. You got to get them out the door. You have to drive them to school. Like there's all these other things. So being real with yourself about what your values are and then assessing the person that you want to learn from holistically mm-hmm. in terms of how is this person living their life? What is this person modeling for me? Uh, what are the choices that this person is making? And how does that fit into when you go into someone's world, they're going to teach you through the lens and the context of all that they know. And all that they know is what they've done. Mm-hmm. So if you're not taking the time to assess that, there's going to be a huge disconnect and you're going to find yourself constantly having friction where you're trying to replicate something that's not replicable in your life and you wouldn't want to replicate it. Yeah. And, and so I think that's really important. Um, I've talked about this before, but like I give the example, my last eight years in business I chose not to pursue a speaking career. Mm -hmm. I chose not to attend conferences. I chose not to travel for masterminds. Why? Because I had a young child at home and I did not want to miss these years of her life. Madison, by the time she's, you know, 14 and, you know, she's busy every night with activities and all she wants to do is spend time with her friends. I'm still going to be a very young person. I'm still going to have 20 or 30 years of work ahead of me. There's going to be time for that. Mm-hmm. I intentionally chose that. Could I have built my business even bigger, even faster? I mean, I still got to eight figures as a very young person. Could I have maybe gotten to nine figures even more quickly if I had been constantly traveling and away from family and, you know, out networking and masterminding and at every conference and at every event and, you know, at celebrity masterminds, could I have built faster? Yes. Would I have made more connections to accelerate my business more quickly? Yes. Does it match up with my value system? No. And so these are the decisions that you make. And this is why I think that you have to make holistic decisions about what you want to model in your life. I've been very clear for many years, family first. That has always been the most important thing to me because I think success without fulfillment is not success at all. And I think having a happy home life is the number one way where you break generational trauma. It's where you break down generational curses. It's where you really have the opportunity to change your lineage and change your entire family tree is by building a happy home life. Mm -hmm. And I believe that having a happy home life is central to the holistic 1% life. I think family is at the center of that God and family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I think these are just things that in the moment of emotion, when you want an outcome really badly and you're buying from someone that is selling you a story about what you can get and what they have and what you don't have. And, and you're feeling like making that buying decision is, is going to open that up for you. You have to understand the price that you will pay. 
Uh, and, and there's a price for everything. Right. And, and that's okay. Like that's not the, the sacrifice is good. Right. The reason why only a small percent of people achieve the level of success is that there is sacrifice required. That's a good thing. It weeds people out, yeah. but you have to decide what sacrifices are you willing to make? Right. And, and I think being really careful what you're modeling is really important because it's going to reflect certain things that you'll feel like you should also be doing or be modeling. And I think there's a mentor for everyone. Yeah. There might be some people listening to this that don't give two craps that are like, family isn't my gig. And I'm not, that's not what my focus is. And that doesn't matter to me that you're a God person or that you're a family person. That's okay. My point is, is know what that is for you and make sure that you're selecting mentors Uh, that are modeling those things. One of my newest projects, the Advanced Innovation Society, is designed to disrupt, reinvent, and modernize the networking space. If you are craving a group of peers that are leaders that you can connect with, collaborate, do visibility with, and innovate alongside, you have found your home. The Advanced Innovation Society is all about sharing big ideas, having robust dialogue, and gathering in person for heart-centered conversations. If you're interested in learning more about the in-person experiences and local meetups that we have happening around the globe this year, simply go to theadvancedsociety.com forward slash join. That's theadvancedsociety.com dot com forward slash join. That's so important. And that takes a little bit of time, you know, especially in our online world. And like, I'm so glad you made that distinction. Um, we will buy courses or specific absolutely on different things. I just bought two in the All last the time. week. Because there were specific skill sets and this person was the expert and we wanted to, you know, get the agency team trained on this, get someone else trained on that. And so that distinction between let me learn from someone who is an expert in a, in a specific tactic, because I understand yes. how it's going to be something we can grow with or change or adapt. And then saying, this is someone I'm going to allow to really mentor the strategic thinking behind building my business and how I'm setting up my life. I think that's an important distinction. The other thing I would add is really pay attention to someone who minimizes the work involved. And this is something actually Kelly was my coach way back in the day. And the thing that I don't know if we ever talked about this, but I am like, I can't stand the whole, it's so easy. Everything is so easy. This literally is, makes me want to lose my mind. It's the greatest Um, disservice uh, of of this entire generation. It's horrendous. It it, it causes anxiety, depression, businesses closing, failure. It is the greatest scam of the century is, is successful people misrepresenting what they did to achieve the success that they're having. You're absolutely right. Sorry, I can go. No, that's okay. I always say the people who hate hustle the most are the people who hustled their way (laughs) to get to a place where they don't have to hustle anymore. And I'm like, oh, sure. You spent 15 years hustling and now you're saying you don't have to hustle. But what I really look for is someone who's very honest about the journey of like, you know, this took me 20 years to build this. You know, I I did work 12 hour days at the beginning, you know, 
and you were very honest about, you know, moving up in corporate and what that took. You're very honest about the process, even with our clients and launches who will come in and say like, oh, I just thought I'd get like 300 leads like that with no ads and no one doing anything. And you're like, well, hang on. There's like 20 steps involved in that. And I think that you really need to be careful. People who minimize the work that it takes are setting you up to fail because there is no strategy. There's no strategy. That's because they're either a lying or they B don't actually understand what is involved and they're not getting the results that you think that they are. And let me tell you something. And Danielle, you know, this, some of the biggest names on social media just laid off their entire staff are going through major changes behind the scenes that no one knows about that we do obviously. Um, and people think one thing is happening and yeah. they're telling the world this, mm-hmm. but what's really going on is that, and it, it's, it's either a gross misrepresentation, AKA lies <laughs> or B, they're not actually achieving the level of success that they want you to think that they are. And therefore they don't actually know. And I've seen this as well. Yeah. I've seen this as well, where, you know, there's, there's a zero barrier to entry with business now. Right. So there's a lot of people that you can say anything now. That's why I wanted to start applying for awards like the Inc. 5000 because they do income verification. They have to have multiple people sign off on your actual P&Ls. There are legal documents that you sign. Like I wanted to start applying for these verified, validated awards for the growth of our company because I, I needed to really separate out like, no, this is what actual business building looks like. Like th- this, these are the, the real results that we were able to get. And by the way, our clients as well, right? Um, versus just the stories and the nonsense that are told online. And, and I agree with you, Danielle. I think that's something that when you're making a buying decision, anyone, and, and I actually, <laughs> you've asked me a lot about <laughs> partnerships and, and I don't want to go deep into that today, but I'll, I'll make one comment on partnerships on one of the worst and hardest, most horrific lessons that I learned in, in one of the partnerships that I dissolved this year, which is when someone oversimplifies mm-hmm. what it takes to achieve something or misrepresents like has a level of like certainty and optimism on something that they couldn't possibly have that level of certainty or optimism on run screaming, Mm -hmm. run screaming. And I got duped Mm -hmm. and I went into business with a a horrendous human being, um, which I'm no longer in business with. And I've seen both the good side and the bad side um, of partnerships. Obviously I, you know, I still have a great partnership in in the courageous brand with Amy. Um, But yeah, so, so those are just, to your point, Danielle, these are these are nuances that like you got to pay attention to. Yeah, and you have to pay attention really over time. You have to study people. And on the flip side of that, if you are legit, if you are real, if you are someone who can actually mentor people, this is why I'm so hardcore about the brand you build and the content you create because it is the thing that people will make a buying decision on. And um, hopefully, hopefully buyers are becoming more sophisticated in how they're making those decisions. And so it really is what sets you apart, but be very, very, very careful of the person who says it is so easy. It's I live, you know, this great free life. 
Ask them how long it took them to get there. Ask them how many hours they put in to get to a point where they're working four hours a week. There is not a single person on the planet who started a business that is at, I'm going to say even 500 grand a year, like not even that low, that, that didn't spend months doing the hard, hard things day in and day out. And I, I think that's when I started my business, like everyone was like, just do this funnel, just do this thing. And, um, I literally was like emailing people going live all the time. Like every Facebook notification, like I responded to, I was literally following up like a crazy person. I did every single thing for hours and hours and hours, but I was a copywriter and I did a lot of copy for, um, course creators. And they would come to me all the time, you know, thinking they're going to get a sales page. They're going to get this magical email. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty freaking good at what I do, but like, I would have to sort of break it to them. Like, you know, there's like a million pieces of what's going to make this successful. You're going to spend a lot of money on the front end on your ads. You're going to have to tweak and optimize and probably spend months figuring out this ad cycle so that it's running on evergreen so easily. And then you're going to have to look at each email over and over again. You have to change subject lines. You're going to do this. I can give you the best copy on the planet and you will still have to work at this. And then not, you're going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars building in a large enough audience for this, but they would come to me. So like, this is this, this sales page will just do everything. And I would just have to kind of break it down. Like, whoa, it's not going to do everything. Like it'll do some, but it's, it, there's so many pieces to this. And it just shocked me that the mindset of, I'm literally just going to like flip a switch on this and it's going to work magically and perfectly. And everybody's going to be happy. And I'm going to be sipping margaritas on the beach and I would just have to burst some bubbles. So be very, very careful that the people you invest your time and money in for mentorship, that you dig into how they got there. You want to build a funnel funnels work. Guess what? The people who have great funnels spend thousands thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars optimizing them hundred percent on ads before they're making actual money. So all those people with the big awards that have all the millions of dollars, you know, how many, ask them how much they spent to get that. Ask them how much money those people actually live launch to get their two comma award. I have many past customers who attributed their success because they wanted to get a little award to put on their wall and said that they got it through a funnel when we know damn well that they live launch their face off to get those sales. Bigger word, how much did you spend to get it? Did you spend yeah, most of them 900K to get exactly. it? And, and not only that, but I always say, if something doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. And like, we need to bring some of that back. We need to go old school up in here. If something doesn't make sense, it just doesn't make sense. Like use your brain, ask questions, like engage in critical thinking. Like this is how you're going to make good decisions. Right. Um, And going back to your question about mentors, you know, for me, Wayne Dyer was a great mentor for me. And, you know, I I still study his material all the time. So sad that he passed away. Obviously, Dave was like my 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 core business mentor of my life. And the last couple of years, I've been working more with advisors, really, you know, people that um, work with businesses on the the scale and sale process, the exit process, um, people that work with high net worth individuals on putting together their family office and putting together all the elements of how they're protecting their wealth. And, you know, the, the tax strategy and all of those things. And, and for me, it's been very difficult to find a 
mentor because I actually do assess all of these things that we're talking about. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking for someone that is at, you know, the nine figure mark, right. Where we're going, um, that, you know, I can connect with and learn from in that way. And, you know, I, I think that, um, being discerning is, is just hugely important. And like you said, Danielle, being able to make the distinction between, I want to learn this skill or this tactic from this person versus I want this person to be like a mentor. Right. Um, I, I think those are two really different things. I think that when you're learning these skills, there is nothing, there's no one thing that will save you. There's no one thing that will make or break your business. And this is the thing that I see that just tanks people so quickly. And what you want in a mentor is someone who sees the big picture, not the one tactic. Yeah. Like we said earlier, there, there are a million tactics that work, right? But there's not one that's going to be all for your business. And so right. you really have to understand that business is marketing. It is sales. It is operations. It is all of the pieces together. And there is not one thing that, that does all those things, that fixes all those things. There's not one strategy. I mean, we teach a really, really, really powerful launch strategy that makes yep. people millions of dollars, but it's not everything because guess yeah. what? When you get all those clients in, then you need to do something with them. You need yeah. to keep them in your program. You need to get them results. So you can use our live launch, which will make you millions of dollars, but you won't keep any of that if you don't then have the rest of the business strategy. And so you really need to be careful to not put all of your weight into these tactical things and look for a mentor who can look at the big picture and say, okay, there, these are the pieces. These are, this is the whole picture and all of these little tactical things underneath you can use plug in, adapt and adjust for your business, but none of them are going to be the be all end all for your business. Be very careful. We do buy a lot of little mini courses and trainings on specific mm-hmm. skill sets, but we don't assume or expect any of them will be the catalyst behind our, com- behind our company's growth. We just say, hey, this is going to plug in a hole that we need filled that will give us capacity to continue to move here. So just keep that in mind too, because we live in a world where mentorship is really cloaked under like these tactical things Yeah, and that'll really tank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would say the other thing that I think it's really, really honest, uh, really important to be honest with, um, is that you have to decide like what your what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. Like some of the people that I admire that have built really successful companies, their kids are much older. So they're on stories like 24 seven, they're always streaming. They're live all the time. They are working like around the clock. They don't even need to be working anymore, but they're in a stage of life where they choose and they desire to be focused on their brand in that way. And I have to constantly like guard my energy and be really honest with myself and say, I'm not willing to do that right now because I have these other priorities that are my life priorities with Billy and with Madison and at the age that she's at. And there will be a stage of life for me also where Madison is older and we're in a different place of life. And then I'm going to take that to the next level. And I think so many times um, people aren't honest with themselves. Like it's one thing to find the right mentor, but it's another thing to understand that like you may or may not be willing to do everything that that mentor is doing to get the results that they're getting, given what you have going on in your life. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you can't play the blame game. 
you have to be realistic and honest with yourself. And like, you know, one of the people, for example, that I really respect online is Shalene Johnson. Like, I feel like she is like a class act. She is trustworthy. She has built and sold multiple companies over the years. She's a family first person. She is so close with her kids, her and her husband. You can tell they have made their relationship a priority. Like there's just so many areas where I feel like she has really modeled the way as a business leader, but also as a a person that is focused on her family. And I admire her so much. Um, And I remember like we had her as a speaker at Game Changer and she was like, someone asked like, Shalene and Kelly, like what feedback would you give each other? And I was like, I'm not giving feedback to Shalene Johnson. Okay. Um, but, but Shalene gave feedback to me and she said, like, be more like real, like on Instagram, like go, go live more, do more behind the scenes, like do more like raw content. And, you know, I was like, thank you. And I took that feedback, but the truth of the matter is like, I'm not going to do that. Probably not for another 10 years because I don't spend a lot of time on social media and I'm not going to until Madison's out of the house. I don't want to be attached to my phone all the time. I want to be able to take her to her activities at night, which I do. I I sit and do flashcards with her after dinner for her math problems. Like I'm not going to be that person right now. And I do fully understand the feedback. And I do fully understand that I could 10 X my brand by spending more live time doing a lot more raw, real content online, but it's not going to happen right now. And so that's not Shalene's fault. Shalene's not wrong for giving me my that feedback. Shalene's right for giving me that feedback. And she's 100% correct. And I have to take ownership for where I am at in my life and what my life priorities are and say, okay, there'll be a time for that. That time isn't right now. I'm going to do what works right now for me and, and I'll evolve to that at a later time. But I think also taking ownership of that and being able to like look in the mirror and see what your own shortcomings are and, Mm -hmm. and being able to be in receipt of that feedback, but then also run that feedback through a filter of your stage of life and your current priorities, and then make a, a, whole decision, um, based on that. And, and I think that I see a lot of people that still get stuck in either like a victim mentality, um, or, you know, like a blame game or not taking full responsibility. Um, if you're not going to do what it takes to get a result that you want in your business, you need to own that. You have to own that. You have to take full ownership and say, I know this is what it takes to get to that next level. I'm not at a place where I'm really willing or ready to do that right now. And so I'm okay with the fact that, um, you know, it may be a little bit slower run for me. I don't see a lot of people taking ownership like that. Or just filter it, right? There's a part of that that you can say, hey, there's some of that I can apply right now, which I would say you have. You're showing more of like the behind the scenes and that realness, but are you going to be on the level that you could be, no, not right now. So you can always take, that's the other thing too. I think we feel like we have to take like, literally word for word, everything a mentor says, where you can say, hey, you know what? That's great long-term. I'm going to take like a little piece of that that I can do right now. And then I'm going to just grow and and kind of move that way. So I think it's really important just as we close things out, my advice for choosing a mentor would be really watch someone over time, really, really pay attention, ask the questions and don't just ask the question. Everyone will tell you their results. Everyone's going to tell you how amazing they are. Ask the questions about how they got there. What did it take? How long did it take? Um, and don't be scared if someone says, you know what? It took me five years. It took me eight years. Like 
took me 10 years. That honesty is what you need. And you're going to get a result faster because they've already done the learning and they're giving it to you. So 100%. don't be afraid when someone says, you know, it took me 10 years to build this. That means they're being honest about what it took. And so just ask the questions, you know, you built a million dollar funnel. Awesome. How much did it cost you? What, what did you put in the bank from that million dollar funnel? Like really dig in because I'm a marketer and marketing can really get you. Like it can, it can make yeah. you do things, even me, but you know, I know what they're doing. It, it seems shiny and amazing. So just ask the right questions. How about yeah. you? That's a bit of advice. Um, you know, I think that it's really important to constantly be investing in yourself and, and looking at people that you can learn from, but also you, you have to hold yourself accountable to fully implement what you're learning and, um, to be, uh, coachable. And in receipt, I was interviewing, um, some of the people from our own team during the launch that we just got done. And, you know, I was asking, you know, with the clients that you see achieving six and seven figures quickly in the program, like what are the commonalities? And they said, it's the people that are really ready to be coachable. It's the people that are really ready to receive, and they're not going to have a story and excuse for, you know, why they're going to do it a different way. They're really going to, um, be, be ready to receive. Um, and, and I think just knowing that no one's going to come in and save you, your mentor isn't going to come in and save you. Your coach isn't going to come in and save you. No one's going to do it for you. Um, I, I think you're going to have different advisors and, and different people that you learn from over the years and in different ways. Um, and, you know, knowing that in, in every instance, there's going to be things that you'll pick and choose that you will and won't, you know, do or participate in. Um, but I think, you know, ultimately just continuing to grow and take more ownership and accountability for what is needed to get the result that you want and making sure that you're actually committed to doing what it takes to get that result. All right. Thanks for hanging out with me on the show, Danielle. Yeah, of course. And we will be back again sometime soon, but check Absolutely. out Kelly Roach. So subscribe, leave a review. If you leave a review, please leave a review. Yeah. If you DM it to me on, on Instagram, I will send you a book in the mail. Yeah. Danielle C marketing. I'll put it in the show notes. If you screenshot your review, send it to me. I will personally send you a book. I might even send you a little note. So send it on All over. Right. So place your review on the app, screenshot it and send a copy to Danielle on Instagram. She's going to send you a copy of a book and share this episode out with someone else that you think could benefit from it. Thanks guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.